0: This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be talking about body image. Body image is a really personal relationship that you have with your own body. You know, oftentimes this includes your perceptions, beliefs, thoughts, and feelings about your physical appearance. And it also includes how you feel in your body. Now, being that I grew up as a competitive dancer, there were a lot of times where I was in front of the mirror. And, um, you know, there was a lot of emphasis on body and appearance and aesthetics and looking a certain way. And for the most part, I was very lucky that genetically I'm very tall and slender. So that wasn't. Too much of an issue for me growing up, but I did notice a lot of things with other girls and there were other points in my life where I went through different kind of confusing times with body image. You know, luckily for me when I was younger, I kind of fit that mold. But to be honest, when I was younger, I wanted more of a curvaceous body. I didn't want to be so slim. So it just goes to show that everybody really has some different ideas of really what they want or their body type and one body type isn't necessarily better or healthier or anything than another. But how we view ourselves can have a huge impact on our life and the types of things that we go after, the types of things that we accomplish, and our confidence level as well. So, you know, body image can kind of be broken down into a couple categories. You know, one category could be body image satisfaction sort of refers to how satisfied you are with your body and appearance. Whereas body image investment refers to the importance you place on physical appearance in defining yourself and determining your self-worth. And I think there's a lot of this going on in social media right now with so much being put on the physical appearance And not really, maybe the depth of a human being or a spirit or a soul in that sense. Body image behavior also can refer to appearance-related behaviors, such as grooming, checking, concealing aspects of your appearance, avoiding certain places, activities, and people. So you know, if you're not super put together, or you are just like you know in sweatpants or something, like if you don't feel good in your own skin, sometimes that might prevent people from going out and doing things if they can't kind of hide. their quote-unquote flaws that they might be having. So that will affect their day-to-day life um, as well. Body image perception also refers to how accurately you estimate your own body size and or shape. So I know this is something that a lot of women deal with um, is body dysmorphia, and this goes for guys too. You know, sometimes we think we're bigger than we really are. Oftentimes a lot of women will be like, oh my god, my thighs are so huge. It's like you know, A, we need to have some adipose tissue on our thighs in order to have like a healthy amount of body fat so that our body functions properly, our organs function properly, our heart, our brain, you know, all all that stuff needs to run properly. So it's okay to have a little bit of extra, you know, curves here and there. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but sometimes I think people can overdo things and it can lead to very negative body image. So some characteristics of negative body image are typically a distorted perception of your size and shape. Oftentimes you may perceive your body or parts of your body inaccurately, typically larger or smaller than what they may be. You may believe that only others are attractive and that you don't have any attractive qualities about yourself. You may believe that your body size or shape is a sign of personal failure like you might have let yourself go if you ate, you know, maybe poorly for a couple weeks or you were not exercising or something like that. Whatever you define poorly is or whatever you define as regular exercise for yourself. You may equate your weight or shape as a sign of your lack of worth. A lot of people put such a high value on appearance in regards to looking at women that look like supermodels or that are in the media or whatever. And I'm, I'm glad that this is an evolving thing in, in the media, that body image is being more recognized as something that uh, companies and corporations are kind of including more shape, sizes, colors, varieties of different types of customers and actual real people into their brand so that more people can relate to that. But sometimes people will define their worth on their looks, and if they don't look a certain way, then that will affect how worthy they feel of maybe being loved or deserving things or achieving things in life or just even doing things for themselves. So sometimes you may feel ashamed, anxious, or self-conscious about your body. You may feel uncomfortable and awkward in your body. You may spend an unreasonable amount of time worrying about your appearance, your weight, your food or your calories. You may even avoid certain activities or places because of the way that you look and you may avoid certain people because of the way you or they look. You might not want to run into somebody and be like, oh, you know, like, they look so put together today, I don't want to see them because I look bad and then I'm going to feel bad about myself or something. It's like, you can't get to a point where that's not an issue in your life. On the contrast, characteristics of a positive body image include an accurate perception of your size and shape. You see your body as it really is. You celebrate and appreciate your natural body shape. You understand that a person's physical appearance says very little about their character and value as a person. There are things programmed in human biology to make us look for healthy traits in a partner. Some of those things may be clear skin, the person looks like healthy, strong, you know, those types of things. Maybe in men, uh, for women, it might be that they have childbearing hips. You know, when you look at Venus figurines from archaeological research, when they found artifacts in, I think it was either Europe or Asia where this was found, you see that they celebrated a very curvaceous figure that the women oftentimes have very large breasts, they have large hips, they also looking at artwork and sculpture from, you know, hundreds of years ago. And the celebrated human form is much more realistic towards what actual people's bodies look like rather than what's advertised in the media. So being that there are biological traits that we look for in regards to health and compatibility and like passing off offspring and all this type of stuff, I think we've gotten to a place where we're past that. There are other things that we can see beyond that in a person, which is why we would want to connect with them or build a relationship with them or be friends with somebody or have any type of connection with them. There are things that are beyond surface level that we can relate to people on. And that's a beauty of human evolution. So it's important to kind of see past that, that outer image, because you don't know what people have been through. You don't know what type of trauma they may have experienced. You don't know what led them to getting to where they are. It's really important to remind yourself to see past the physical appearance and, you know, see through to the spirit of a person. So another characteristic of healthy body image or positive body image would be that you accept your body and you understand that all bodies are different. You refuse to spend an unreasonable amount of time worrying about your appearance, weight, food, or calories. You feel comfortable and confident in your body. Your appearance doesn't determine your actions or behaviors. You are comfortable around people of all shapes and sizes And it doesn't, you know, make you feel one way or another about them. I can say that, you know, body image dissatisfaction is pretty common. You know, I would say probably about 90 percent of women and 50 percent of men are dissatisfied with the way that they look. And people with negative body image have a greater likelihood of unfortunately developing an eating disorder and are more likely to suffer from feelings of depression, isolation, low self-esteem and obsessions with weight loss. Again, being that I've worked in the entertainment industry and been in the entertainment industry for like over 20 years, this is definitely something that I saw. I saw it with students. I saw it with dancers. I saw it with choreographers. I saw it with um, directors, parents, even. People very, very wrapped up in their physical appearance and how detrimental it can not only be to the children of a parent that is like that, um, but also just if an instructor is coming down on a child or individual that they're teaching their student in such a way where they're commenting on their weight or their appearance. I mean, I saw it with one of my ballet instructors when I was in middle school He was dancing for a ballet and a ballet company just over the course of probably three months. You know, we saw him literally shed half of his body weight and he was severely anorexic and it was disturbing to see that, you know, it was unfortunate and later found out that it was because he was told that he was too bulky and he was too muscular and that wasn't something that he wanted to continue to look like because the director wasn't going to be casting him for pieces and things like that unless he changed. Changed his body. So, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, it can happen to women that they get caught in eating disorders. But I've known many men that have the same issue as well, or they have things like exercise bulimia where they work out a lot or they get obsessed with their appearance and their macros and all this kind of stuff where it really does affect their day-to-day life and their ability to have a good relationship with themselves and other people as well. So I want to take a look at how body image actually develops. So body image forms gradually typically and it begins to develop in childhood. It's affected by both past and current experiences Some of the most common determinants of body image include cultural factors, interpersonal experiences, genetics, and physical changes. So one of the first things is cultural socialization. So societal beliefs and things that were enculturated to accept as true, enculturated to accept as right, are, you know, beliefs and media messages can have a big impact on your body image. And this is something that is usually enculturated. Much of our society ascribes to a particular beauty ideal that is very unrealistic. This, you know, is something that is reinforced by images and messages in the media that we're confronted with on a daily basis. You know, a lot of the images that we see in commercials or in magazines or even on the internet for advertisements are all photoshopped. They're all You know, there are so many people behind the photograph, but, you know, between the stylist, the makeup artist, the lighting, the photographer, the photo editing, you know, the casting director, like they're all, it's very, very, it's very scripted and it's very, very processed. It's not very like fresh and raw. And I think there are a lot of aspects of social media where some people do choose to take opportunities where they show their face without makeup. They're, you know, they are in an environment where they are looking very natural and being themselves and speaking their mind. I think that's one of the beautiful things about social media that is nice to see, honestly. It's not exactly something that is so normal most of the time. You know, in our society, preschool children have already started learning Um, societal beliefs about physical characteristics they know that superheroes like superman or you know different action figures have big bulging muscles and that barbie is really thin and really happy all the time (laughs) because they're you know she has a smile painted on her face literally so and even in fashion cosmetics and the diet industries, they all work to make us believe that our bodies are unacceptable and need constant improvement. And this is done so that we think we need their products. It's a corporation advertising something and, you know, they're trying to sell you something that you don't need that they need to make you think you need um, in order for you to buy it. So advertisements oftentimes reduce us to body parts, lips, legs, breasts, abs, all of which are airbrushed and digitally altered, creating impossible standards. You know, these things are really, really difficult to, to achieve in real life. And it's really, why is that even a goal? Um, interpersonal experiences are another thing that contribute to body image. So family members or friends may pass on messages about your body either through direct comments, telling you you need to lose weight or through modeling or having a parent not necessarily like fashion modeling but through like modeling behavior their modeling behavior for you for example having a parent who constantly complains about his or her appearance and teaches you that looks are something to worry about i've seen this happen with parents too you know working with some of my dancers over the years and having grown up in dance studio environments some of the moms be like oh like i need to you know lose a couple pounds here or there. And I think parents really need to be conscious about what they say around children because it can be really, really negative. When we look at our parents, sometimes we just we just love them, you know, or maybe we don't, you know. That's that's super individual, but hopefully. There's love there. You want that to be an unconditionally loving relationship. Sometimes I feel like children don't need to be exposed to adult insecurities because that can influence them in a really negative way. And I've seen it firsthand be a really negative influence because the kids get concerned then about themselves when there really is probably nothing for them to be gravely concerned about. Another thing is being teased or criticized about your appearance can have a lasting effect on how you feel about your appearance. You know, there's many people that have spoken out about being teased for their body being one way or another as a child and how it affected them later on in life and it affected them for years and potentially led to depression, eating disorders, a host of different things. So it's very important for people that are in a mentor type position or children that are growing up to remember that it's important to see past the physical form and just connect with the being, you know, on more of like the spiritual level, I guess, just see past a lot of that and you know, let's say you have your hangups of what you think this person should look like or whatever. It's like, let all that go. You know, let's say that they are exactly the way they are and that's they're capable of being accepted that way. It's your job to be able to recognize that in them and see them for who they are completely as they are. And, you know, be accepting and appreciative of that. Because wouldn't you want to be treated the same? It's just it's a two-way street. Being frequently complimented on appearance can also create problems if it leads to beliefs that your appearance is the only thing that people value about you or it creates pressure to look a certain way. Now, this is something that I actually dealt with. You know, when I was going to dance competitions, I would get awards. You know, oftentimes you have awards for your dance itself. You know, if you place in overalls, you know, you're judged against your peers or ranked. So, I mean, there's those type of awards which are pretty standard. You know, you're usually ranked in your category. It could be an age category, division category, style category, and then also typically within an age range. So, if you're age 10, you might be against a bunch of other 10-year-olds. But if you're in a teen range or a junior range, you might be between like 9 to 12 years old. So, that'll be a larger range of children that you might be competing. Against or being compared to, I guess. So, you know, when I was younger, sometimes they give out unique awards for things just to like do that. And I mean, there was pretty consistently, I would get awards for my appearance and like for my body, or like they would say gorgeous long legs, or like, you know, something along those lines. It would be commenting on my appearance, and I would hear from, you know, other parents or other you know, instructors at other studios to be like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful, like whatever. And, you know, it's like I was growing up and it's, of course, those things are nice to hear, but at the same time, like, you know, it's it's easy to think that that's all you're really appreciated for. And if God forbid that ever goes away, what the hell is ever going to happen? You know, like that you have to put so much energy and emphasis on that, you know, or else people aren't even going to really see you. So that was a really... It was something that I think my mom also checked me on and she was like, you know what, even though you're getting all of this compliments about your appearance and stuff like never let that affect you to the point where you don't feel like you need to, you know, continue to train on the things that are important to continue to hone your craft to continue to work on your technique to remember why you dance in the first place. And this is just a byproduct of that. You know, it's like her eyes, she was like, you know, you don't really necessarily deserve an award for being born with certain genetics and people appreciating that. You know what I'm saying? Like not to discount the, you know, efforts that I had made to take care of myself and all the training that I had done to, you know, have my body look a certain way and compliment that, but, you know, to not get wrapped up in it either way, because, the truth of the matter is like as we get older our looks will change and that's something that is a process that we go through and to not be attached to that is important. It's, it's a good reminder to have even if you feel one way or another. You know, People that look a certain way don't necessarily have it any easier because sometimes they're expected to stay looking that way. You know, For example models they're supposed to stay at a certain size or even dancers are supposed to stay at a certain size and weight and gymnasts as well. It goes beyond that as well, but there are there are different pressures that everybody has, so it's something that we all deal with, but finding your worth beyond your appearance is really, really important, and being able to appreciate what you look like regardless of what anybody else thinks is, I feel, way more important than obsessing about your appearance. Physical changes are also something that can contribute to body image. You know, our bodies change dramatically during puberty, which can bring out intense preoccupation with these changes and our physical appearance in general. And I did actually a full episode on this called Development Without Disorders, if you want to go listen to that. And I go into detail of all the things that are changing specifically in a female body from adolescence through to adulthood. It's a pretty dense episode with quite a bit of research put in there, so I definitely recommend it. The relative timing of physical maturation can also be important in body image development. For example, maturing at an early age or a later age may contribute to feelings of insecurity or self-consciousness. It's pretty normal. Physical changes that contribute to feelings of insecurity, for example, weight gain, developing acne, can have a lasting effect on your body image. And studies show that people who have had acne or who were overweight did not necessarily experience an improvement of their body image when their skin improved or they lost weight. You know, ways you can improve your body image and very, like being conscious of how you are contributing to this psychological state that you're in is to do things like appreciate your body, appreciate all that your body can do that you maybe can have the opportunity to run, dance, breathe, get you places, embrace those who you care about, laugh, dream, you know, create a list of all the things that your body does and lets you do and add to it. You know, there's plenty of things that maybe we haven't discovered that we can do with our bodies yet, or we may have physical limitations to a certain extent, and there potentially are ways that we can change that as well. But it's important to Focus more on what your body can do and what you can be grateful for rather than, oh, well, I can't do this or that. It's like, that's just going to put you in a hole that you're going to have to dig yourself out of eventually or climb out of. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> it's important to affirm yourself and lift yourself up in those times and be grateful for what you have rather than put yourself down. You know, that relationship that you have with yourself is very, very important and you have influence over that relationship and to make it positive. Another thing you can do is to remind yourself that your body is an instrument, not just an ornament. I think oftentimes when I feel the best is not necessarily when I'm looking at myself in the mirror when I'm practicing yoga, but when it's actually I'm practicing yoga. When I'm practicing the body mind connection, I'm not obsessing about what the posture looks like, what I look like. I'm literally feeling my body transform while it's happening and move into all these different positions and shapes and stretching and strengthening and all these different ways like I love that feeling of just feeling so alive you know same thing with dance oftentimes like there could be days where I went into the studio where I was having some insecurities about maybe my appearance or whatever in, in different ways or something and I would just—and then, you know, I might record myself dancing, you know, on my phone, watching it back on film. And one of the things—that's one thing that I really appreciated to do is, like, I wouldn't get wrapped up in what my body looked like. I would just appreciate the dance, and I would see the energy there, and I would see the, the, the things that I liked, you know, maybe things about my um, qualities of my movement that I liked, or just even the fact that I was moving and that I was— enjoying what I was doing. I was more focused on that than necessarily what it looked like. Don't let your weight or shape keep you from activities that you genuinely enjoy. I think there are some people that think, oh, I can't do this or that because of my body type or my shape or, you know, people my size don't do things like that or whatever. But don't make excuses for yourself. Like, if you really want to do something, then there must be a way that you can enjoy it and feel good about yourself. The chances are there are more people out there that are feeling that insecurity and wanting to do it anyways because of how it feels and it might be uncomfortable initially, but over time that will go away. You know, even if everyone ate the same things, remember that everybody is different also. Remember that everybody is different. Even if everyone ate the same things and did the same amount of exercise, We would not all look the same. This is because our genetics influence our bone structure, body size, shape, and weight. Another thing you can do is keep a list of 10 things that you like about yourself that are not related to how much you weigh or what you look like, and read that list often and add to it. Be a critical viewer of media messages. You know, some of the things that you can do are to remember advertisements are created with the intent to send a specific message. You need to buy this product being advertised is basically what it's saying. You know, and by sending the message that you are not okay as you are, um, that you need changing, advertisers are effectively creating their need for the product. Notice how advertisements are strategically placed. You know, health and fitness magazines promote weight loss and fashion magazines promote other sorts of products. You know, probably most uncomfortable for me to ever see that if i'm ever looking through a fashion magazine is to see cigarettes being promoted and i feel like it's a very unhealthy thing to smoke cigarettes when i see models or people in the media smoking cigarettes i'm just like oh my god like what are you doing like don't do that to yourself you know but it's personal choice i just feel like it's it's not necessarily healthy to do that and i wouldn't recommend it personally Another thing to do is remind yourself that the majority of media images have been altered by makeup, lighting, airbrushing, and Photoshop, like I mentioned before. You want to pay attention to how media messages make you feel about yourself. If you're looking at something and you feel inadequate or you feel really bad about yourself, like that's probably something that you shouldn't continue to look at. You know, You don't want to surround yourself with that kind of energy. Advertisers create their message based on what they think will affect you and compel you to buy their product. You can choose to filter these messages reminding yourself of what advertisers want you to think or believe, like you don't need to lose weight, you will not be more lovable if you buy their clothes, and you are good enough as you are despite what they are trying to sell you, and decide for yourself what you want to buy and why you want to buy into these messages or why you want to buy the product for yourself. Ask yourself whether the messages you see and hear in the media and society fit with your personal values, with your value system. Do you think people are more worthwhile the thinner they are? Do you want to support these messages? Do you want to support that with your own body type, size, and shape? What do you want to do? I know for me being um, vegan, a huge reason behind that is because I don't want to support animal cruelty. I don't want to eat animals or animal products and I want to eat foods that come from the earth that are biologically designed for my body and do not contribute to chronic degenerative disease, that supports my value system. So that's why I choose to live a vegan lifestyle. But there are plenty of people that live a vegan lifestyle for all kinds of reasons. You just have to find out what those are for you and decide for yourself whether those are ethical or not. Advertisers also create advertisements based on what they think you will want to see. This gives you power by letting advertisers know that you do not want to see unrealistic standards of beauty and that you will not buy products and services supporting this message. You're showing advertisers that their methods of advertising are not working and may actually be working against them. You can do things like protest these messages in several different ways. You can either write a letter, but oftentimes I feel like Twitter or social media seems to be, you know, the preferred way of doing this, even on Instagram, like commenting on posts and things like that, you know, just... Unfollow, stop reading, you know, or buying the products that advocate these messages. Another thing you can do is remind yourself that true beauty is not skin deep. Think of the most important people in your life and ask yourself why you value them so much. Do you love your friends and family members because of the size of their waist or their clear complexion? And this is oftentimes pretty rare, you know, but there are other reasons why we can love people beyond that. And that's not something that should really determine our ability to see the worth in people because it, it's much deeper than that. Create a list of people you admire and who have contributed to your life, your community, or the world. Consider whether their appearance was important to their success and accomplishments and whether you aspire to have that or not. Look at yourself as a whole person. When you look in the mirror when you look in the mirror Choose not to focus on specific body parts, but on your reflection as a whole. I know for me, one of my yoga instructors just told me, look into your eyes the whole class. You know, that's the, that's the doorway to your soul. Just keep that focused right there. And there's no real reason to look anywhere else. And when you do, just appreciate what's there. You know, when you look into the mirror, focus on what you like about your appearance. Pick things that you like. As difficult as this can be, you know, I've been in front of plenty of rooms of women where they're all grabbing their sides of their stomachs or grabbing their thighs or the front of their bellies or pinching their arms underneath or, you know, looking at their skin on their neck or something. And it's like, why are you doing that to yourself? Why are you being mean to yourself? Why are you being critical of yourself in such a way that is not you know, helping you to be happy or productive. This is just literally breaking yourself down and you are objectifying yourself by doing this and allowing the advertising that's been kind of spewed at you to really control you when it doesn't deserve to do that. You know, you can do things like practice looking in the mirror and accepting the way you look, not evaluating your appearance or your characteristics of your appearance as positive or negative. I think I've mentioned this before, but one of my dance instructors when I was younger, she made us stand right in front of the mirror and look into our own eyes and say, I love you to ourselves. And I don't remember how frequent it was, but I just remember that she made us do that. And I know that my students have done that as well. Not exactly because like I've encouraged them to because I've told them that story that she made me um, or us do that. So they were like, I want to do that too, which is, kind of nice you know it's a better message to say I love you to yourself rather than a whole bunch of other things so I think if we can encourage children to have a loving relationship with their appearance and themselves earlier on I don't think that's a bad thing you know also surround yourself with positive people it's easier to feel good about yourself when and in your body when you are around others who are supportive and care about you for who you are not what you look like You may also choose not to hang out with people who make disparaging comments about your appearance or their own. I mean I feel like we've all had that friend that is like complaining about their appearance being like oh my god I'm so fat and sometimes they're like hunting for compliments too like they just want that affirmation and be like oh no you look so good. It's like you know (laughs) it's great to be able to have friends that will lift you up and affirm you And it's okay to feel down about yourself sometimes and have your friends lift you up. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. Friends can do that for each other. But I feel like it's a little bit abusive and wrong in a relationship to do that. You know, I feel like in my opinion, it's really an individual's responsibility to affirm themselves and lift themselves up because that's something that we're capable of. And it's something that sometimes we don't remind ourselves of enough. And it can be difficult. You know, everybody has bad days where they don't feel good in front of the mirror. They don't feel attractive or what have you. And I know with women's menstrual cycles too, it's like, you know, usually during ovulation week, women are really like, you know, feeling themselves and feeling really good and, you know, about like, you know, that week before their menstrual cycle comes or the week of sometimes. And this isn't true for everybody, but I feel like it's kind of true for many women that, you know, sometimes they just, they want to be in sweatpants They don't want to really, you know, do much to their appearance or sometimes it's the other way around. You never know. But, you know, sometimes there's varying degrees of sensitivity and our body weight fluctuates, you know, throughout a month too, you know, depending on hormonal changes and stuff. So there's so many things to take into consideration, but you want to make sure that you're around people that maybe see qualities in you beyond your physical appearance, people that affirm you in a lot of different ways and that are, you know, affirming to themselves as well. Um, Not, like, obsessed with themselves and, like, super into themselves and all this kind of stuff. Like, it doesn't have to go that far, but you want to be around people that have realistic body image and maybe aren't draining you because, I think when you can be around those kinds of friends a lot where that's something that they're so concerned about most of the time, when there are so many other things in the world that can be addressed, that it just makes seem kind of hollow and really shallow, really, you know, in vain. So surround yourself with people that maybe have a little bit more substance and seek that out. Seek that out in other people and seek to see it in other people as well. Wear clothes that are comfortable and that express your personal style and that make you feel good about your body and work with your body, not against it. I know a lot of women sometimes they'll they'll kind of not really care about their appearance at certain points or maybe they might go through phases where they don't really care anymore. Um, you know, sometimes they gain or lose weight or their clothes aren't fitting a certain way. Maybe they'll just not really care about maybe putting themselves together and That'll kind of become a part of their personality where they're like, you know what? My appearance doesn't matter. My worth lies elsewhere. And me dressing like this is my affirmation to that. You know, I don't need to try. And I think if that's what's true for you, then that's what's true for you. You know, not everybody feels the need to wear makeup or dress a certain way or whatever. I feel like fashion is a way to express yourself, it's just an extension of your personality if you allow it to be. Um, it can be that for people. For other people, it can cause a lot of anxiety and they don't really know how to dress. But I feel like there are a lot of people that in department stores and things like that. And I used to work in high-end women's fashion, um, mostly catering to older women, actually, um, you know, mainly in their, well, I would say probably late teens to all the way up through like 70s. um, You know, and it was really a lot of clothing that was supposed to be flattering and um, you know, the brand was very focused on that and stuff. So, that was a really empowering time in my life where I got to see a lot of really beautiful women that were, you know, definitely more mature in age. Many had children or even grandchildren, and they still wanted to put themselves together and look nice and do what they could and feel good in their skin because that's how they wanted to express themselves and there's different ways to be able to do that. And I think if you go to department stores and you have somebody that is compassionate and willing to work with you. Really the first store that comes to mind for me is Nordstrom. I've had such a great experience shopping there over the years and, um, you know, if I ever needed help getting tailoring or getting things like to fit a certain way, I feel like their customer service has always been really, really amazing. So that's definitely a place that I would go. But even smaller shops, you know, that cater to what your needs are, if you just put in the research and look for something that You like, and you know, I know for me, oftentimes because of my leg length, I have to order a larger size and then get things taken in or tailored so that they'll fit properly. Or I have to, I honestly have to alter quite a few of my clothing items um, for them to fit well. But that's a personal decision that I make, and uh, for me, it's worth it because I feel better in what I'm wearing and I feel more confident and I feel like it fits to me you know, I don't need to fit the industry standard of what they think a person my height should look like. I am my own person and I take that upon myself to take my clothing to a tailor because I'm not like a cookie cutter individual, you know, I'm a unique body and I feel like that's why tailors can help people fit in their clothes better and that's worth it to me. So, and I think no matter what size or shape you are, you can find a solution to that and there are people that are able to help you if you seek it out. Also you can do something nice for yourself, something that lets your body know that you appreciate it. You know, take a bubble bath, time for a nap, peaceful place to relax. You know, I have my favorite little places that I like to go in San Diego that really just bring me back to that connection with myself and Um, it's, It's important to take time to do that, you know, whether it's going to a spa or getting a massage, something like I definitely or nourishing yourself with really amazing food. You know, there are a million things that you can do, and it's just really choosing something that is meaningful to you that you want to do. Think about how much time also that you spend worrying about food, calories and your appearance and try using this time to do something productive, like homework, helping others, spending time with family or friends, or researching some type of topic that you're really interested in. You can be assertive with others who comment on your body. You know, let these people know that, that their comments about your physical appearance, either positive or negative, are not appreciated. And they are evaluative comments, and you have the right to say that you don't want to have your appearance evaluated you know, be aware of the negative messages you tell yourself about your body and your appearance and do your best to shut down or challenge the thoughts that you have when you're telling your body that it isn't right or that you're bad or you're a bad person. I mean, that can escalate really quickly. Sometimes if we think like, oh my God, like you're a bad person, you're a worthless person because you don't look well. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we got to flip that around. You have to really be objective with yourself and find reasons that you are a good person. They are there. You have to use affirmations like, I accept myself the way I am or I am a worthwhile person. That doesn't mean that your body is magically going to like change overnight or whatever, but your relationship with your body will be taking a step in the right direction by you saying that to yourself. Challenge the negative body talk also. You know, look for evidence for the accuracy of your self talk. You might be being really hard on yourself and you may be being really hard on yourself and oftentimes we are our hardest critics and our harshest critics. So it's important to check ourselves sometimes to make sure that we're being kind. Challenge the negative body talk. Like, Look for evidence of the accuracy of your self talk. Don't just unjustifiably shame yourself or guilt yourself or try and make yourself feel bad because oftentimes when that happens, that can fuel a lot of behavior that leads to binge behavior or excessive behavior or really intense behavior. Because it's like if you're in a happy, calm state, like probably not going to go towards those things, you have to look at what's the result of it. If you're being hard on yourself, what's the reward from it? You might be being hard on yourself and then you're like, oh, like I really just want to binge and eat all this food. It's like, okay, maybe you can have some of that food in a healthy state of mind in a different kind of way that doesn't turn it into a binge and you can see it as a more positive experience rather than you needing to berate yourself binge out on food or whatever it may be and then feel terrible afterwards you want to be kind to yourself that way you're promoting healthy habits for your long-term success in regards to having positive body image You want to surround yourself also with men and women of all shapes and sizes. Practice noticing what you appreciate about people of all shapes and sizes as well, beyond their appearance. Throw away clothes that no longer fit you or donate them, or if you just have clothing that you feel like you use as a measuring tool to check your body size. You know, I know a lot of women will hang on to jeans from like whenever they were in high school and stuff be like, oh, I wonder if I still fit into these or they might buy something that doesn't even fit them and be like, oh, this is what I should look like or something. It's like, get that out of there. You deserve to wear clothing that makes you feel comfortable and confident in your own skin and realize that your body will change over time. It may get bigger, it may get smaller, it may it's going to change. So that's okay. You know, it's not something that you need to be hard on yourself about, and it should not affect your self-worth in the long term either. Another thing that I can recommend also is to stop weighing yourself. There are a lot of women that weigh themselves. Some women weigh themselves every single day, and I've known some of these women, and it's like, for me personally, I know that I can eat like three pounds of food or fruit, like Literally in one sitting. What we consume and what we eliminate on a daily basis can be literally pounds of material. You know what I'm saying? So like that's going to change on a pretty constant basis. And if you're weighing yourself every single day, like what benefit is that really serving you? It's not it's not going to really bring much else to your life other than a preoccupation with a number on the scale does not define your self-worth and it can actually really upset people you know I've had friends of mine that have been very open about this you know on their social media platforms where they talk about it and they're like you know I used to weigh myself all the time and like sometimes if that number wasn't what I want it to be like my whole day would be ruined and it might affect my relationships with people and myself and you know it's like we don't deserve to live that way. Rather than exercising to lose weight, you know, find exercise that you enjoy and exercise for non-weight related reasons. I feel like for me, my yoga practice became something that I really did enjoy later on after I really got into it and was practicing consistently and was really getting to understand what yoga really was. I think it just helped me maintain the health of my body really in a different way than I ever had before. You know, dance was something that always involved a lot of conditioning and exercise in my muscles, and I'd be sore most of the time. And I will still get sore from yoga here and there if I'm really, really pushing myself. And, you know, I do other forms of exercise as well with, like, weights and cardio and swimming and bands and all kinds of things. I like to keep things really diverse. That way, I feel like I'm working towards injury prevention. That's a huge reason why I like to stretch and strengthen my body is to prevent injuries, actually. When you're exercising for non-weight loss-related reasons, you can really appreciate how much your body's capable of. I know the trainer that I work with, she's She's an amazing person. I'm so grateful to work with her. And I would say pretty consistently, like all the times that I've gone to work with her, it's been such a positive and uplifting and inspiring experience. So, you know, if you don't feel motivated to exercise on your own, find a trainer that wants to work with you, that is motivated to work with you, encouraging and schedule regular sessions with them. You know, whether you want to take weekly sessions with them or every other week, Put it on your calendar, set it up. It is a worthwhile investment to invest in your health. And if it helps to have somebody else there helping you and encouraging you along the way, like you're absolutely worth experiencing that because they will, they'll have shared encouragement in regards to your success. You know what I mean? Sometimes it helps to have somebody else that is knowledgeable of your goals and wants to help you along with that and it can be a lot less intimidating than having to try to figure it all out yourself. Also don't rely on weight as a cure all. Losing weight will not magically make all of your problems and insecurities go away. Sometimes people oftentimes go to weight loss as a form of trying to control things. When they can't control anything outside of their life, they want to control what they're putting in their body, they want to control their calories, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff because they want to feel in control of something. And like I've mentioned in previous episodes, control is a myth. And the more that we try to control things, the more out of control we're going to feel. So you want to do things that just allow you to be present and do the best you possibly can in that moment to the best of your ability and and be at peace with that. Like really pushing yourself to the point where you are obsessing about stuff is not healthy. Support your body. Don't be its enemy. Eat when you're hungry. Rest when you're tired. Exercise because it makes your body strong and it makes you feel good. I hear this, you know, even from my friends sometimes too. They're like, oh my gosh, like I know I should like go and do this or that or something, but like I feel so lazy for resting. I have definitely gone through this too. I remember when I was in college, I would literally go and practice Bikram yoga every single day, every single day, and you know, be going to class, be dancing every day. I mean, my schedule was insane. (laughs) When I look back, it was just. I mean, I'm still very busy now, but I was putting my body under quite a bit of unnecessary stress. And I don't regret anything that I did because I'm grateful for my yoga practice. I'm grateful for the things that I've learned from going through that experience. I'm glad that I invested in my physical health in that way, but there were days where I think I might have talked about this before, but that I, I think I did talk about this in my yoga episode when I talked about my experience with yoga is that there was, I remember one day very clearly that one of my um, good friends that I was in class with for, you know, we had the same major. So we had a lot of classes together and she's a good friend of mine. She's like, why don't you just not go to yoga tonight and come out and go to dinner with, you know, us friends, you know, and I remember when I was there, it just it felt weird, but that's like something that I really needed to do. Sometimes we need to have social time, we need to rest, we need to sleep in, we need to, you know, eat food and stuff and not like push ourselves and being like, "Oh no, I'm going to be in control of my body." Like we're not. <laughs> we're not in, you know, we can give ourselves the best we possibly can, but it it has to Be supportive towards our growth in the long term. So, keeping that in mind is super important. You know, also stop checking behaviors such as weighing yourself frequently to see if you've gained or lost weight or going to the bathroom to check how you look, repeatedly asking others for reassurance about your appearance, looking in the windows to see your reflection, see what you look like. Just kind of feel the moment, like see the things around you and kind of do some type of like distraction type behaviors, tap into your senses like do things like that that will allow you to be present and when you find yourself like obsessing about that just be conscious of it and choose a different train of thought you can also develop a varied identity don't solely define yourself as the ugly one or the blonde one or the muscular one or the fat one you're more than the way that you look even when it's in a group of friends a group of people like You don't have to be any one thing, you know, part of this podcast, discovering your infinite potential is that like you could be relatively taller than someone. You could be relatively shorter than somebody. Like, does that really matter? Like, what are you capable of doing with what you have? You know, we're capable of doing so much and it's really about getting past a lot of those different mental barriers to achieve more of what you're capable of in your life and discovering that and allowing that expression to, Come into the universe and just fill it up with light. Identify and challenge negative body talk. You know, examples of negative body talk might include either um, I'm the perfect weight or I'm fat. Challenge the idea with things that are black and white. You know, this is very all or nothing black and white type of thinking. Consider the fact that there are shades of gray that gaining 10 pounds makes you look 10 pounds heavier, not fat. Stop using harsh labels like calling yourself fat. You're more than that, you know, like labels to describe yourself or your body. Ask yourself, is there a less harsh way to describe my weight gain? You know, I've been personally, I've weighed much more than I do now at certain points in my life. And there was definitely other things going on when that was happening. And my body's come back to a place where I feel like it's at a healthy weight now. There were times in my vegan journey, kind of, that I was being influenced by certain people that I needed to eat a lot more than I actually needed to. And. That was affecting my body weight and my health and how I felt, and I just felt really—I didn't feel good in my skin when I was doing that kind of stuff. But I do feel much better now, much healthier, and um, like I have more of a, a grip and a good handle on what is best for my body and what I should be eating and how much I should be eating so that I feel comfortable in my skin. You know, another thing people can say, like, oh, if you didn't look so ugly, I might have gotten the job, like, to themselves. And being in the performing arts industry, like, having gone on auditions, having been in that environment, having plenty of friends that have done the same thing, like, and there's so many different factors. Like, A, you don't want to be hard on yourself like that, because that's just being disrespectful to yourself. But B, a lot of the times people will, like, Typecast, anyways, they'll have a very specific thing that they're looking for. They'll have, they'll want, you know, blonde hair and brown eyes or whatever. Like they're going to have a specific thing that they're looking for. So you can't take that personal, you know, and also ask yourself if you know, ask yourself if you know for sure that that's the reason. Are you 100% certain? Are there other possible explanations? What evidence do you have that this is the reason you did not get the job, you know, or saying things like, They think I'm a lazy slob because I'm overweight. Ask yourself if you know this to be true. How do you know? Is there evidence that they see you this way? You can challenge false appearance assumptions as well. Things like physically attractive people have it all. No. Beauty can backfire. People may be jealous of someone's appearance impacting how they interact with that person. They may also make assumptions about that person based on Solely on his or her appearance, that she's beautiful, so she must be stupid, or he's attractive, so he must be egotistical. Being attractive does not safeguard against feelings of inadequacy, insecurity, lack of self worth, depression, or loneliness at all. You know, our initial reactions to someone's appearance don't always last. Consider The fact that your reaction to someone's personality can change how you see them or their character. You know, I can admittedly say that I've been attracted to certain guys at different times and then you get to know them and their personality is just, it's like, no, 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 don't want anything to do with that. And then it's just like they're not really attractive anymore, which is, you know, kind of unfortunate. And there might be other things that that can be appreciated. But I mean, that can affect like your level of being attractive for sure. You know, um, other things, my worth as a person depends on how I look. You know, that kind of statement is think about the other aspects of yourself that represent who you are. What qualities do you possess that you like? What attributes do you or your friends like about you? You know, think about what you value in others as well. Do you only like them because of the way that they look? And how much emphasis do you think should be placed on one's body or appearance? Are there other aspects of life you think are more important? I should always do whatever I can to look my best. This can be another thing that people say. No. (laughs) Think about what realistically would happen if you didn't look your best at every occasion. Would people like you less because you didn't, like, you know, take care of your contour or your highlight or wear, you know, like any kind of like makeup or dress a certain way? No. Like, hopefully not you know, do you require others to look their best at all times? Would you be harshly judgmental of them if they didn't look their best? If you don't expect this of others, why do you demand it from yourself? You know, who can look their best all the time? It's just unreasonable to expect yourself to look your best all the time. You know, it's normal for us to look a little tired sometimes or maybe have a blemish here and there or our hair to be a little bit messy. <laughs> like, you know, that's totally normal. you you can always think of ways you can look better expecting yourself to look your best creates unreasonable unhealthy expectations and sets you up honestly for failure another thing people might say is the first thing that people will notice about me is what's wrong with my appearance just because others are aware of an imperfection which is their own personal opinion and their own issue really in your appearance doesn't mean that they will think less of you or mistreat you your personality is more influential in how others think of you rather than whatever might be wrong with your looks. You know, I know, you know, so many people that may not fit the mold of what commercial advertising wants to have as far as someone that's going to promote their product or like look a certain way or whatever. And I find them so attractive for me to want to be around them because of their personality and how they are and what a good person they are and their character. And you know what? That matters more to me. I can easily reject whatever kind of marketing is being sold to me through advertising and commercialism and just set that aside and allow others to be themselves. I honestly feel most inspired when I'm around people that are unapologetically themselves and they don't give a crap what anybody else thinks, you know, I find that really attractive to be honest. As long as they're being respectful to me. (laughs) You know, of course. So we are usually more concerned with our own appearance than with the appearance of other people. You know, just be kind to yourself and stop the judgment. People may say that, you know, if they knew how I really looked, they might like me less. But have you ever stopped liking someone upon discovering an imperfection about their appearance? Have you ever thought, I didn't realize Joe has acne or I should probably end our friendship. No, you know, it's likely that you're the one who is uncomfortable with your appearance, not others. And that is something that you can change by managing your physical appearance. Or people may think by managing my physical appearance, I can control my social and emotional life. You know, good grooming can enhance your looks and make you feel attractive. However, feeling attractive will not solve your problems. You know, you can take a supermodel or whatever and you can dress them all pretty and do their nails, do their hair, do their makeup, put them in beautiful clothing. If they don't feel inside beautiful, they're not going to be able to bring that to the image. They're not going to be able to bring that to the runway or whatever they're trying to do. You can't build a happy life using only your appearance. Appearance, management is only helpful if it improves your body image. If no matter what you do, you still feel ugly, you need to change your body image, not your appearance. Depending on your clothing for quote-unquote damage control, it only reinforces your belief that your body isn't good enough. Using clothing or makeup to cover up aspects of your appearance that you dislike isn't necessarily helping your body image. You know, sometimes it's okay to just go out without makeup on in your sweatpants, or whatever, and it's just like, you know what, if people don't want to look at you, that's not your problem. (laughs) If people don't want to pay you a compliment or talk to you or whatever, like, who cares? You know, there's plenty of times where I go out in public where I don't have makeup on. There's plenty of times where I'm in front of my students and they see me, I don't have makeup on, and I'm in, you know, athleisure clothing, and I'm not obsessing about looking like, you know, I just am super done up or whatever. Like, I'm there to do a job. I'm there to get things done. I might be running errands or whatever, you know. There's there's other things that we can focus on sometimes and it doesn't have to be the center of attention. And I think there's a way to find a healthy balance with that as well if you want to put yourself together a little bit, like, you know, you can be tasteful about it. It doesn't have to go to the extreme and you can find a manageable way that works in with your life so it doesn't make it so that you're spending so much time on that on a daily basis. Some people also may say my appearance is responsible for much of what has happened in my life. You know, attractiveness is not a prerequisite for success. Consider Mother Teresa or Bill Gates. Would they necessarily win a beauty contest? I don't know. Depends on what kind of beauty contest that may be. Ask yourself if you have loved or admired people for reasons that have nothing to do with their appearance. I can say for sure that I have. If you could just look, if I could just look as I wish, my life would be so much better and I would be happier. So many people think this, right? Like people look at other people and be like, oh my God, if I could have her body for just one day or I could look like that for one day, I would be a totally different person. You know, research shows that physically attractive people are not necessarily happier. Similarly, good-looking people do not necessarily have positive body image. Wishing you look differently magnifies your discontent with your body. So that's not necessarily a healthy practice to you know, contribute to. You know, you may say my culture's messages make it impossible for me to be satisfied with my appearance. The media in our culture does portray powerful and unhelpful messages about physical appearance and you know what is considered attractive. However, you can choose to buy into those things or not to buy into those things. Remember that beauty is subjective and not everybody buys into ideals presented in the media. You know, the only way I could ever accept my looks would be to change my looks. That could be something that someone would say about themselves. You know, but research shows that you can change your image without changing your appearance. And have you ever gone on a diet and lost weight, bought new clothes, got a new hairstyle or has or had cosmetic surgery and not felt good about your looks? You know, and plus, I mean, it shows people get like multiple cosmetic procedures done and they still like, you know, they get on this high of like doing all this stuff to themselves and they still don't feel good about themselves. I mean, this suggests that it is your body image that needs fixing, not your body. So these are all really important things to keep in Mind, you know, I think especially I felt very compelled to, you know, record this episode. Um, after I recently saw in the movie I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer, and I think she really draws a lot of good points in that movie. I think you can really take time to appreciate your body as it is, and our relationships to our body really has a lot more to do with body image, which is very self-constructed, influenced by a lot of different things, and it is something that we can promote in a healthy way and feel good about ourselves. We all deserve to feel appreciative of our body, everything that it can do. It's so capable of so much, even if we have injuries, even if we have missing limbs, even if we have different diseases or different ailments, there are still a lot of things that we can achieve and if we choose to focus on the positives, be kind to ourselves, be kind to other people, we can be building a future where body image is something that is in a healthier state and we can be promoting you know, positivity for the youth in regards to them reducing their hate for themselves you know, reducing the amount of eating disorders that develop. This is something that is super important to me, and I'm grateful that I could share this episode with you guys today. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.